time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, unfiltered, and totally black and white by fans for fans. What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie 24-7 podcast. And sadly, Paul, we're here again. Another defeat. Groundhog 17... Day, is it? Yeah, Groundhog Day again. Um, 17th in the league. Fulham have reduced it to three points after picking up four points from the last two games. And it's just becoming really alarming, mate, because we've talked about this for months. In fact, you can rewind even further back in terms of the fan base. Uh, when he was first appointed manager, the comments are, we're going to be relegated, we're going to be relegated. Um, yeah, for seven, I think the exact comments were, because I've been listening to some of the uh, some of the older podcasts, which are available on Spotify, by the way. Hint, hint, plug, plug. Um, but yeah, we were saying in the, in, in the, in the early store, um, we would be battling it out for 17th. That was as high as, as we could go. And it's like, where uh, Mystic Meg it really is, or we got a time machine because you know, lo and behold, um, you know, no time at all clicks around, and then here we are, you know. And and, and Bruce talks about the positives and this, that, and the other, but mate, but what we need at the moment is is, is points. We yeah. need points. The positives you can stick them where the sun don't absolutely shine. Uh, I'm sick and tired. I was just looking at the form table, mate, before we started today, and since Christmas. Newcastle are 20th out of form. Yeah. And well, that, that tells that t- it tells you everything you know you, you need to know. And all of this, Newcastle are going to be okay. I, I, I hear what the pundits are saying. I, I heard what Jermaine uh, uh, Janas had to say. Janus, whatever he wants to be bloody called, goldfish boy. But, um, you know, everybody, the, oh, they'll be fine. And Robbie's having, they'll be, they won't go down and this, that, and the other. Are you sure? Are you, are you looking at old form? What what is that? Two wins in is it sixteen, mate, or something like Two that? Wins in sixteen, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how, how many games have we have we got have we got left? And um, if we you know if we copy that sort of form again through the, to the remainder of the season, two wins said before now and the end of the season isn't going to be enough. I'm sorry. I mean, it's between us. Um, I think the bottom two are gone. Um, Fulham I am shit scared about uh, and then it's between us um, uh, Fulham, Brighton Burnley and possibly Crystal Palace might get uh, sucked into it but I think they've got a little bit more about them than, than, than us and uh, I think that they will be okay but it's um, it's a sad 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 state of affairs not not going to Old Trafford and losing because that, that can happen but it's the entire circus, mate, and and it's the overarching uh, pattern of our form since you know Christmas. And topping it all off, our best goal scorer, despite the fact he's posted a very positive video today showing that he's he's he's, he's doing well with his recovery and stuff, and that's a little bit of good news for us. You know, we're missing our only real goal threat, mate, and we're mending, we're making do, and he's talking about big Joe again and. No. All of this, it, yeah, it's, it's an absolute clusterfuck, mate. But it, it, we missed an opportunity, mate. We missed an opportunity. I don't know what you think, but I think yesterday we missed an opportunity. I think we should have left and 
left Old Trafford with at least a point. They weren't even in anything other than first gear. But how many times have we said that this season that the opposition didn't have to get out of first gear, yet they are the winners and we are the losers yeah. again. Uh, and it's all right talking about being unlucky. It's all right, okay talking about positives or we play well for 50 minutes and this sort of thing. That will mean absolutely fucking nothing. I mean, I've been getting ribbed today, mate. People saying, oh, we'll see you at the New York Stadium next season. It could well be a possibility, mate. Not long of a drive, dropping like a stone. Aye, it's um. I mean, we can joke, joke about it, and that Paul, but it's not really funny, is it? No. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it would just. The thing is, I tweeted the other day. Um, we are lucky to be seventeenth. Do you know that? Like before Graham Jones came in and 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 stuff like that, we didn't have a system. We didn't have a formation that was stuck with it was constantly just chuck shit at a wall and see what sticks and uh the amount of times we got lucky this season i look towards the 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 win against west brom where wood jammy is out took an amazing javi iniesta fitting style cross from jacob bastard murphy to win with that um you, Spurs away, where the first touch of the ball in the box was a diaham ball that led to a penalty in the 96th minute. Uh, you look at Wolves, who played off the park, won a weird free kick from a push from Cody, and J Jacob Bastard Murphy scores that one. It's like the amount of luck we've had this season, mate, and we're lucky, we're lucky, we're fortunate yeah. to be 17th. That's how bad yeah. Steve Bruce has been this season. And you've got his, you've got the original yeah. lot. No, normally you say, oh, oh yeah, you're lucky. Like West Ham might be, oh, we're lucky. We're benefiting from no no fans in stadiums. But we're benefiting from some of the uh, bigger teams being out of form, this, that, and ever. We're saying we're lucky to be fourth bottom, to put that into, con you know, into uh, context. Fourth bottom when we're talking about luck. And, and, and we're, we, we're shit scared. And it's no disrespect to Fulham. None, you know, none whatsoever. Um, but we're shit scared of a club that spent more time in the championship than anything else. Um, and I thought Jake Humphreys perfectly summed it up, mate, when he was like, "I'm a Norwich supporter. I'm used. I'm used to going up, going down, and that excitement. This is Newcastle we're talking about. This isn't a club that should be struggling down there. Um, we've got an owner who does a great. I always hear press impression. He's flying around. Um, the Middle East, like Judith Bastard Chalmers, on which you were here, uh, for those of a certain generation. You've got uh, Lee Charney, who's, who's so incompetent, I think he's furloughed himself. Um, you've got Steve Bruce, who thinks he's, I don't know, I think he's un untouchable. I think he's Vince, Vince McMahon, strutting around with a cocky strut, laughing, joking on, telling us that everything's going to be okay. And the club is in an absolute clusterfuck. The match really takes a second seat to... Everything else. Yeah, the, the circus. I mean, I, I said after the match yesterday, mate, I said uh, Steve Bruce needs to reapply his face paint and then go off to the uh, and join the rest of the fucking circus, wherever that may be, because it, it, he's honestly, he's just a, a complete and utter clown. He says he cares um, about it. Looks like it after full time. No, uh, it, that that was disgusting. I was absolutely raging. I'm I'm down. I'm I'm gutted. We, we've let. A promising situation because at one point I thought there was only one team that was going to win it. I yeah. thought Manchester United, the the two uh, the two midfielders that were playing for them were really really pathetic. The defense was terrible. Uh, I will just say that I, I, once again I don't think VAR helped us at all yesterday. I think we were shafted over there. I still think oh, we should have even even with everything 
how the game was yesterday, I think we should have got a point. The, the, the decision to give them a penalty was ludicrous. Uh, we should have had a penalty for um, uh, a, a close line... A close line from hell. It literally was a close line from hell on Jamal Lascelles by was it Maguire the cheating bastard? Aye. Uh, there was other instances where you, you just think to yourself, Bruce has looked a bit earlier in the season. He, he might he might have got them this that and the other. And I, I just think with VAR, there's been that many issues and problems with it. I think the powers that be are, are telling them, uh, like earlier in the season, I think that would have been awarded for us. I think they've told them to back off and respect the referee's decision and this, that, and the other. And it's just a case of at the moment everything's going for us, mate. But we're running out of games. Uh, you, you, you look before at what happened when uh, McLaren was sacked and stuff like that, and points totals and games left, and we're in a very, very similar sticky situation. But tell you, one hundred percent. And the thing is, we're playing worse now. We've played, we've played worse this season than we did under that season under McLaren. Um, you, you look at it, mate, from top to bottom, and we are just in absolute shambles. I mean, as yep. usual with this podcast, mate, we usually go from back to front in the game. What, 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 well, we'll talk about the game as much as we can, as much as we so wish to. Usually it's not much, it's usually less on a defeat and more on a, on a good performance, which is few and far between. Uh, regular listeners will, will know that for sure. Um, but the team, the team just didn't. Scream optimism to me. Um, I mean, Joel Linton started, and I mean, I mean, I've seen in previous podcasts, mate, that would that I'm not really trying to single out many players, but there's there's three or four yesterday for me that deserve to be singled out, mate, because they were not good enough by any means necessary. And if we're going to stay up, mate, we need fighters, not passengers. And I'm going to call all four of them out today. Uh, but the starting lineup, it was the same as it was against Chelsea. Uh, the usual favourites keep their places, but Joel and, and the, the favourite, the, the poster boy, was uh, was started as well. Um, and surprisingly, mate, we'll start really well. We're pressuring them. De Gea gave the ball to, um, to Joe Linton. He proceeded to do nothing with it. But well, <laughs> the pressure, the press of Newcastle was really working and hindering Man United. We're getting a couple of chances. We're getting the ball in, in nice areas and making it happen. And it was really nice to see because I fought for it. For a, before Rashford scored his goal, I thought we can we can get a goal, yeah, and take the lead. Why not? Because they, they looked leggy, didn't they? They looked really, really leggy, Man United. They did. It took them so took them so long to settle into the game, mate. They were they couldn't string a couple of passes together. They looked very off off the ball, even though they were like they were physically on the ball, but mentally they just didn't look there, mate. For the first half an hour. And we're, we're playing well. And I was happy that we're playing well. Yeah, there was a couple of passengers on the team, but I'm going to call them out as the mistakes go on <laughs> and uh, through the game. Oh, yes. Yeah, but but you know what I mean? Like, we started well, but the goal, time to call the first one out, Paul. Um, Rashford takes the ball on the, out, uh, on the outstretch. So similar to what Werner did last week. Um, Emil Kraft against a one on one situation. Uh, Rashford at the half, just around the halfway line, sends him for a, an ice cream and a bag, bag of Harry Bows. Megs him, runs all the way at the byline, unopposed. The right centre midfielder, I believe, was not there to cover in any in any way, shape, or form. He cuts back in on his on his uh, left peg, I think, no, on his right peg. Beats Kraft again, like Werner did, and then uh, he puts it across Carl Darlow's near post. And for me, there's two mistakes here. Paul Kraft, well. Firstly, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce Wisecraft on a field, but secondly, Kraft 
not even championship level right back and we paid five million for this lad yeah you see Yedlin he's and... one of the highest earners at the club mate he's on over 50 I think when I checked it was something like 54,000 pound a week it's who the fucking weird. hell is signing off on that he is abs- we've had some dog shit we have had some dog shit especially right back over the years yeah and I'll tell you something the likes of Danny Simpson was slagged off the likes of Stephen Carr slagged off. Even Lauren Taylor was it right back? Yeah, Ryan Taylor, Lauren Charvet was slagged off. I could go back and back and back. Right, I'm telling you now, all of them aforementioned players were better than what I've seen from Emil Kraft, and it's constantly the entire coaching team. All you hear them is Emil, you you you're not into position. He's not. He's not a right back. I don't. I don't know what position. Is his because he just looks terrible at football. He looks clueless. He looks devoid of, of of anything. The lights are literally not home. He's not awake. He's not. Uh, he's not tactically aware. He can't put in a good tackle. He's not great at getting forward. He can't put crosses in. And all that the opposition need to do on a tactic thing is, is just say, get the ball into an area where he is, and you will get success. I don't care whether it's League Two opposition, mate. I don't care if it's Champions League opposition. Um, that he that he's up against. He has not got it. He's not got. He might be a great athlete, mate. He might be as fit as as fit as a fiddle, but he hasn't got the football intelligence he was born with. No. I've said it before. No. I'll say it again. The best part of him dribbled down his mother's ass crack when he was born. Fucking useless. The cross comes in. Um, sorry, the the, the sorry the the shot comes in, and then it goes across all. Yeah, and then yeah, it, it goes across and. I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, "You are fucking kidding me!" Because I, again, going to Old Trafford and all of that, and know Steve Bruce likes to play the name rather than the actual match or occasion. You do not get beat, and for all of those, I mean, there was a lot of calls for Darlow for England a month ago, mate. I don't know what's happened, but since Martin Dubravka, yeah, since Martin Dubravka has been back in training, I don't know whether it's the added weight of expectation. Uh, the fact that he knows that there's there's a, a a player a pair of gloves who will actually push him for the starting jersey. I don't know what it is, mate, but that was absolutely fucking pathetic. And 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 he and he saved us a lot of times. So I'm not I'm not knocking him for what he's done previously, mate. He's got a mint yeah. chant, as you know. I love his chant. Um, but he was dog shit on this this occasion. Yeah, he should have done a lot better. And I think if Martin Dubravka's in goal, I know Dubravka has got the odd rick in him. But I don't think he makes that uh, that particular uh, uh, issue, um, and, no, and, and we'll, we'll get onto Darlow. But he, he, his entire command of the box and everything else like that was was bad. I, I felt his distribution isn't great. But I was I was spitting feathers with that when that going in. I was like, oh. you do not get get beat. I mean, it, if it goes the other way, mate, and he he has to parry it out, and our defenders aren't aren't alert and awake, and somebody gets the following, then you can perhaps. Um, mitigate for that, but not for your keeper to be beaten like that, man. Come no, on, no, no, I get what you mean, mate. And since you've mentioned the Dubravka Darlow situation, we might as well bring it up now. Why not? I mean, Kraft, um, obviously, you can blame the system and stuff, he's very exposed on that right hand side. But after watching Chelsea in the last couple of games where he has been targeted when he's played, it should tell you that he shouldn't be playing. End of story. Yeah. So that, that for me is down to the management for not picking him. So I will criticise Emil Kraft and I'll say what I said at Liverpool last year. He's the worst right back I've ever seen because nothing 
tells me any different uh, that he's any any has any form of quality. He's the worst right back yeah. I've ever seen at Newcastle. He, he doesn't, he doesn't learn. Even call. He, yeah, he doesn't learn. Can you tell me that he's coming to the team, right? He's thrown in. I mean, bear in mind, he's an international footballer, mate. Bear that in mind, right? Sweden's right say, back situation. Yeah. They've got no chance if this is the right back. But <laughs> the, the thing is, you can take a player making a, a mistake once that leads to a goal, heck, maybe even two times. But if they're not learning when they've literally been pulled for the same... It's it's like it's like a kid watching a magician and laughing at the same trick a hundred times. Come on, you've got to wake up at some point and, and a bit of professional pride and says, you know what, I'm being skinned every fucking game. I'm not going to have it. I want to work on that game. You know, I better... Look at um I remember watching something before on David Beckham and he said I missed a penalty. He spent the next day after he finished training, he spent the rest of the next day till literally night time just practicing penalties. Because he was that pissed off that he'd fucked up on a penalty. He'd spent the following just I wanna I wanna get better. There's none of that at Newcastle. There's no accountability and, and it and it stems it stems from the management uh, down. Um uh, it's to a stage now I'd rather put one of the youngsters in, mate. I'd rather put Paul Dummett in there out of position. I'd rather put Matt Ritchie there out of position um, yeah. because he, he's not he's not learning off his mistakes. Stupid boy. At least with Ritchie and Dummett, you get a bit of fight. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't see that from Kraft at all. No. Um, but we'll talk about um, Dubrovka. Darlo now. I think Darlo's made a few mistakes in the last couple of games, mate. I mean... I think he could have saved both yesterday. The Aston Villa one way just turned his back. Um, oh, God, I forgot about that for a second. There's, there's, a, there's a couple of really bad mistakes. The penalty, mate, today? The, 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 penalty? the penalty? The penalty yesterday. What I were mean, you doing? What I mean, sort of save was that? Bruno went exactly the same way that he went against with the first time and he dived forward. Um, I mean, I'm, by the by, for penalties, mate, it's just one of them you see. It, you it is one of them things, mate. But at the end of the day, he looked as if he flopped down and he needed medical attention. That was not an, t- an attempt to get a hand on a ball. Fucking hell! Come on, man. Yeah. I've said it be- sure. again. I've said it before. I'll say it again. My grand could have done fucking better to save that. God rest True. his soul. But there's, there's you know what I mean? Of, there's a lot of mistakes. Dolos made. He made one against Chelsea. He, he made one against um, Villa. He's made. Two against Man United, you're arguing potentially three. Uh, yeah. His distribution is atrocious um, at the minute. It has been in any way. And the one thing I miss Dubravka the most, mate, and it's starting to become a real problem, is Dubravka was a, is a leader, mate. When when something yeah. goes wrong, he's shouting and bawling at the defence and stuff like that. We need talkers in this team. We need fight. Matt Ritchie used to talk. He's not on the field anymore. Callum Wilson used to. You're you wee had... dick. You're wee <laughs> dick. <laughs> That's my <laughs> Scottish impression. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have you had your talkers in with teammate, and Lascelles used to be a part of that as well. But he's went he went as quiet as a church mouse uh, in recent day, uh, recent game. Well, recent years since Rafa's left, really quiet his turn. I mean, there's talk like he had a he had a couple of things to say at Chelsea, but. I, I want to see that on the field. I want to see him showing that fight on the field, like he did at Southampton all those years ago. Because yeah, you, you want to see that's become exactly what he stood up against all those years ago. Quiet, not willing to do anything, and just happy to be where they are. Mm. 
you know what I mean, if they stay up. And I don't like that because Jamal Lascelles, when he was appointed captain, I couldn't have been happier for him, mate. He played for injury to win with the championship. He, he's one of them blood guts defenders that we needed for years, but he's turned he, last year, so he's really, he's just really went uh, went off madly. He's making more and more mistakes, and it probably might a little bit of that probably comes down to Bruce, like it does with every single player. But at yeah, the end, draining you know, the life force out of them. But if we're going to stay up, we need leaders, Paul. We need leaders. John Joe Shelby's Shelby's another one, mate. Come at all, vice captain. Well, he's another church mouse as well, or a coward, that bloke. But you, you yeah. look at it, dumb it. Put this way, mate. Hey, i tell you something on, on fucking John George Shelby. There's no risk about his missus getting pregnant, is there? Fucking hell, he pulls out all the bastard time. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking well, wet, man. I was screaming at that fucking TV for him, like, well, come on. It, it just comes down to Brucey's favourites again, Paul. The favourites seem to get picked no matter what. Hmm? Do you know what Jeff I mean? Hendrick back on the bench all of a sudden Jeff, as well. well, I Jeff, know well Jeff Hendrick will probably be in the squad. They'll probably drop Willock or drop um, oh, drop Hayden. They'll drop one of them and then he'll play Hendrick again. Or um, the onset of the right-back situation will be Hayden at right-back and you put you play Hendrick in the middle instead of Hayden, who's been yeah. more better in the field of the past three weeks. Do you know it's what I mean? a good ball, that mate. It is a good is a sort of typical thing that Steve Bruce would do all day long because a bit like Ala Aaron Hughes, Isaac Hayden can play a, a number of different roles and he will give it his absolute all. Again, he's not one who's very vocal. He's more of a um leads by example sort of uh, sort of player. Uh, but you you know that he'll be dying to get Jeff Hendrick back in. Um I hope he'd be chomping at the bit, mate. Yeah, scratching his arm and then asking about can I get Jeff Hendrick on? Like that that's kind of that's kind of mm-hmm. where it's at with him. Like he, he's obsessed with these players. Uh Joel Linton he's obsessed with Shelby's You know, he's he's upset he's upset. I think he's got a um a thing for Carl Darlow, even though there's been calls for him to be dropped, he's gonna stick by him. Um, which is probably the only thing I could give him an argument for. Uh, see, there's support to be an argument, doesn't there, with Dubravka? Dubravka's come to see him and said, look, uh, I need to be playing football, mate. Yeah, I'm supposed to be club number one and this, that, and the other. I've been injured and now I've not got, got my place back. So he's supposed to have had an argument with Dubravka. I know for a, a, an absolute fact because of the people that I trust who who, who, who know more, clearly more about it than what I do, that uh, the Sean Langstaff uh, situation is extremely difficult at, at the moment. They had a massive clash, a massive argument. And now, furthermore, uh, to the information that I was told before, I, I, I see things about uh, the, the Sheffield United defeat being blamed on Sean Longstaff and stuff like that. Matty, what is the point of signing him up? What is the point of not letting him go out on loan when he's not even on the bench? Um, it, the thing is, you've said it a hundred times, the definition of insanity is just repeating the same thing and expecting a, a, a different answer. Yes, you can argue that compared to a month or six weeks ago, we are playing a, a more expansive style of football. Um, but we cannot maintain, we cannot keep up our levels. Uh, I mean, I, I touched upon um, Lord Voldemort, the fact that he'll, 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 his missus won't get pregnant ever because he, he likes to pull out every two fucking seconds. But, at the end of the day, these lads—they're not seeing the job through. The game isn't for fifty—if it isn't for fifty minutes long. But it's as simple as Debravka needs to come back in, mate. You, you try something else, Bruce. It's not working. It's the same with Kraft. It's not working. Jamal Lasell, no. you've got Fernandez back next week, mate, for Wolves. 
That's going to be a big call. It'd be that, straight that, up. I, th- I think there's, there's a big argument for that, mate. There's a huge even if, big even argument. If Ewan Clark has to play right back. Get get Feddy back in, but at the end of the day, I think Clark would do a better job at right back in any way than Craft would. So, and Craft shouldn't play for Newcastle again, mate. I mean, he seems a nice lad and that, and obviously had his bend and that up here. But uh, as a footballer, yeah, it's not knocking him. It's not knocking him as a person. It's knocking him as a professional. Well, that's just it, mate. I mean, there's been loads of things going around about personal attacks and stuff regarding fans. We're not like that. We'll 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 talk about what we'll see on the field. If we don't like it, we'll express that opinion. But as person as per where as where per well, I'll repeat that, shall I? When it comes <laughs> to pers- personal stuff, it, it go it doesn't go it doesn't go that far. It never will go that far. Do you know what I mean? It's um it's something that we're very passionate about on this uh, on, on Magpie twenty four seven and not cross that line. Um because yeah. why would you do you know what I mean? But as there's, a there's, there's, I'm, yeah, the critique and, and that's what we're doing at the end of the day, mate. Um we're just giving the opinions like every other football fan has done. the generations gone by, you know, yes, some of the language may be strong, this, that, and the other, but it never crosses uh, you know, it never crosses the line or anything else like that. Craft, mate, you're right, shouldn't be ever play for the football club again. He's he's not learning off his lessons, he's not getting better. Darlow. There's major calls now for him to be dropped. Dubravka needs to come back. And he's got to, I think he's got to fight on his hands for a place on the bench because Gillespie is 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 a decent third choice pushing for second I, I choice. Don't, I, I don't think Dodd will fall that far from the tree, mate, to be honest. I, I just uh, don't know whether because of, you've got his contract situation, you've got um the fact that Gillespie is a new signing. Bruce has already talked this summer. There's a huge battle. Woodman's going to be coming back. He's been linked by Arsenal uh, this week. Uh, you've got Woodman. You've got Gillespie. You've got Darlow, who doesn't want to be a number two anymore. Plus Dubravka, who certainly doesn't want to be a number two. You've got to put Dubravka uh, straight in. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, mate, if Darlow went, you know. But uh, at the moment, it's it's just a shame, mate, because he's done a lot of good stuff for Newcastle this season. He has. He's come in and he's, and he's performed admirably in so many games but the last half a dozen games mate there's been one mistake and two mistakes and then three mistakes and it's just gradually creeping up the 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 errors and and the trouble is with goalkeeper as anybody who's played in the sticks knows you make a, a mistake between the sticks you get beaten with stupid def- this that and the other then um it, it's going to lead to a goal isn't it at the end of the day and and and, and yeah. that's the problem but uh i mean the first half i i don't think it was they weren't even in first gear, yeah, but it wasn't a it it wasn't a bad half of football at, at, at all. Um, we we played far 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 worse, but you just right the, the 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 despite the fact that things seemed to be going okay at certain points in that first half times, you're slightly worried that Jamal Lascelles hasn't been vocal. Um, it's a massive worry, mate. No leaders. Yeah. No, yeah, no leaders are all over the park now. Potentially, our only leaders, our only vocal players, Matt Ritchie's on, uh, on the bench. You've got Depravka who's on the bench. Um, I think Paul Dummett leads a little bit by example, um, as as well. I know he's he's there or thereabouts. We haven't got a great deal of leaders, but who we it's have got is Ralphie are on the bench. They'll give everything they've got. We need scrappers in this team to stay in the league, mate, and. Um, We'll move on from the first goal in any way, mate, but we'll respond well. We don't usually respond yeah. well at all, but um the, oh, the, ball, the the ball 
comes back to St Maximin off a, a Maguire header, I think, out from a cross. And um, what a beautiful volume, mate. I mean, St Maximin gives us hope, mate. He does. He gives us hope. He gives us something. Because yeah. every time he touches that ball, electricity. Do you know what I mean? No amount of talent or how how Brucey ever gets, he'll always have that electricity about him, mate. And every time he touches the ball, something special is going to happen, you feel. And this first touch, man, um, just oh, on the bounce in the top corner, beautiful goal. And we equalise, mate, to be honest. Nothing I thought we deserved it. I thought I was thinking, well, you mm. know what it is? If anything, we deserve to be 1-0 up, not for, not 1-1. One, not one, one. Because the court were the court were on the on the break of a sucker punch and a bad couple of mistakes from our players, so we could have been we could have been one up, but towards the end of the first half, there's another cross in anyway, and just in the background, I seen it happen live and I appealed for a penalty when I was watching it, but the 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 sky cameras didn't even mention it or anything like that, but Maguire looks for him. Clearly looks, and then he el- just runs across him and elbows him. The cells blatant in the box, and it's a blatant. It's not just it's not just a penalty. It's assault. Like if you did that in the street, you'd get arrested. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was it was mental, mate. But it wasn't even brought up by VAR. Nothing. Nothing. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, right? If that's at the other end, mate. If Jamal Lascelles gives that little look and then does the elbow right on one of their plays. It's a stonewaller. It is a stonewaller. And like I said, yeah, I, I don't know. At the beginning of the season, that you could literally fart on the pitch, right? And it was a red card, and they were sending players off, and it was going to VAR every second. They seem they've seemed to have told them stop going to VAR, trust the referees more, go with the referees' judgment. I'm sorry, but that was blatant. It was picked up on commentary. Literally, Mister Magoo sat with me. Could have, could have, honestly said that's a penalty straight away. You're right. It was assault. It was as clear as day. It was malicious, uh, and and who knows how that could have affected. Uh, and and the trouble is, I mean, you look at what we, it was. Aston Villa who stayed up last season on a VAR decision and on a VAR fluke and a problem with technology. Teams can be relegated very easily by stupid decisions like that. And I'm sorry, but if 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 the if they cannot get this VAR system working correctly, they need to bin the bugger until they can do. That was disgusting. I was absolutely furious. I was spitting feathers at that one. Like I, I totally agree, mate. I mean, uh, you, you look at it, and Maguire was bitching and moaning last week. Oh, we never get anything, even though man, you get thirty penalties a season or some shit. Yeah, and, that's just off uh, Mike Dean. Then he gets away with that, and then. You go into the second half and the penalty that they get to make a free one. I mean, we'll talk about the second goal first, but my days, Paul. Uh, the second goal, it it kind of just. I think once this this goal went in, Paul, it kind of just there was an acceptance among Newcastle players because, yeah, we, it was. We, we we played all right though, mate. Like in for the, the first, first half, five, did, yeah, for, the, first for the first half, half and maybe the first five maybe 10 minutes after the interval because I'm worried you know every time it comes to half time I'm like I hope Bruce doesn't fuck this up I hope Bruce doesn't fuck this up because generally he fucks it up but we started again and we started uh, Boston he can make magic moments happen but you're quite correct when we went 2-1 down you're worried and it's soft mate it's soft it's 
need to be keeping goals out when you're in such a difficult situation and your backs are against the wall. Make yourselves hard to beat. Make yourselves hard to concede goals against and that sort of thing. And, and we're just not doing that, mate. No, we're not. And actually, the first half, um, before we go on to the second goal, because a certain Joel Linton went off before it happened, um, he's got like this bizarre club, like a club of people on Twitter that seem to defend him no matter what. Um, I went, we interact with them quite a bit, the, the, the canny lads and stuff. There's no wrong yeah, with yeah, Alex, Alex Bruce, you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's not Alex, but there's there's a there's just a couple that we'll, we'll get on with well, but whenever it comes to Jordan and they just they, they won't see him called or anything like that, because uh, they've they've got this thing in their head where they think, oh well, you, it's a, it's like an older person's narrative that people don't like Jordan and when they say he was one of the better players last night, I just don't see it. Don't he was. <laughs> He had a couple of decent interceptions. He had a good little knock on from Kraft. Um, he had it, a knock on to, to Miggy. But that passed to that passed to Shelby mid. If you were a number nine, if you were a striker, if you were a goal getter, you know when he crossed the ball, and I think I think it was John Joe he passed it to. When he had like he had one Man United player and De Gea was just out of position, you should have just literally smacked it, smacked it goalwards, and he passes it. I thought yeah. you fucking bottle job. I don't even think it's that me. It's the the lack of the lack of just effort again. Yeah. Just, just wasn't in, it, it imposing himself on the game. He just wasn't doing it at all. Um, for no, me, the, the amount of times Luke Shaw had loads of space and he wasn't getting tracked or anything like that. Like we've call, called Emil Croft in that Paul, but at the same time, Jordan wasn't helping him at all. Not one bit. The right hand side was was just was bad. yeah. It was oh, it was wide open, mate. And Jolin and is massively at fault for that. Just didn't c- cover the ground at all, and it's a major problem. Um, like yeah, he's coming he injured now, 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 mate. Yeah. And it, it's another it's another option that's that's off Bruce's uh, table, and it's one of his little um what his signing. I'll just add that because I've had that thrown in my face the last few days. He wasn't a Bruce signing, you know. Well, he wasn't a Rafa signing because Rafa said at forty million quid. You're taking the piss. I can get I can get much, much better for much, yeah. much less. So it wasn't a Rafa signing. And who was in, he, in his videos and who was at pitch side when we signed him, shaking his hand and doing all that? Yeah, that would be Steve Bruce. He is a Steve Bruce signing. Steve Bruce wanted him. Steve Bruce approved the deal. He has said that previously. But you're quite correct. For Again, for £40 million for a player that we should be looking to, for forty million and our club record sign him, we should expect we should expect a lot of him. Uh, and you're quite right. At, anyway. at, at times, at, at times, mate, he goes missing, and that right hand side in Newcastle was absolutely fucking dog shit. Yeah, it was, and it's just just a complete lack of effort, mate. And I was talking about before the game because it was. If for me, it was his last chance because you look at it and it's like, well, well, you've got players around you now, so you, you've you've got no excuse to make things happen, and he just doesn't make things happen, mate. He's just a dud of a player, to be honest. And if I another if, one, no. if yeah. you could if you could offer us Jocelyn back for for Joe Linton, I would take it because I don't think, mate, he's replaced Jocelyn, and it's he, like how bad do you have to beat and not? Replace Jocelyn because Jocelyn was four, five, six, maybe goal a season striker. You look at Jolent and he scored three since he signed in the league. 
And it's like, come on. 40 million. It's not good enough. For, for the investment, with how little money Newcastle spend on transfers net-wise, uh, you know, that, that, that we're talking, um, to splurge all that money and then get it so absolutely terribly wrong is unbelievable. £45 million for Emil Kraft and Joe Linden is money... Um, not well spent at all. There's been a lot of talk recently about the, the club cutting its uh, losses on, on Joe Linton. He looks in fantastic shape. He, he looks condition-wise like a great athlete, don't get me wrong. But again, it comes back to that thing um, that I look for in a good footballer, in my opinion, and it's that football intelligence. It's the things that you shouldn't have to be coached, that you can't be coached. And all you can hear is, is Steve Bruce on the side sound like a bloody seal? Uh, go on, Joe. Well done, Joe. Big Joe. Big Joe. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my word, please just shut up. These are it's so so basic. And yes, he did. He got a shot, a snapshot. I remember that was straight at, at the Man United goalkeeper. The big one that stuck with me was when I was I was just shoot and he and he passes, and I'm sitting there thinking, you will, you'll, you'll never score. You'll never score many goals. You'll never be a success in the Premier League. You want far too much time. And he looks scared, mate. He looks... He, every time he has the ball, it's like, oh, some fuck is going to try and tackle us. Can you imagine him in the mid-90s playing against the likes of Keane, uh, Batty, Vieira? You know, can you imagine if he was around when uh, the late, great Czech Teote was at Newcastle? Can you imagine the training yeah, session? And he put, a couple, he put a couple of, a couple of tackles on you. He's, he's not of the required cut. And we talk about leaders, mate. Again, we come back to leadership in the team. And it's another one. He, he, he's so quiet, timid. I don't think he's got the language. He, he, I don't he, think he's got the sport. <laughs> no, I don't think he's got the sport. And, and I've said before, I'll say it again. And it, it's it's just because it, a lot of it is repeated, what we've said. But he's probably the only Brazilian who can't play fucking football. We signed the only Brazilian who can't play football. And that's it's a shock and in, in, in indictment. And you know, you can link that this is the thing, and this is the frustrating thing. Yesterday, when Joe Linton came off and he and he sent him back out, despite he, he was injured, but he played on for another 10 minutes, which I thought was strange. But when Joe Linton went off and we made the changes that we did, and we didn't bring the players on that I thought we would do to go and try and get back into and win a game of football. But when we made the changes, the Fraser thing just didn't work. Um, I was expecting to see Andy Carroll and, and and for us to go a little bit more direct, try yeah. and be a little bit more physical. And again, we're talking about leadership, mate, and somebody who likes a mouth, he has a mouth on him, he has an opinion, he also likes to break players' jaws. Um, so <laughs> I would have possibly brought on Carroll, uh, I would have uh, brought on Dwight Gale, I would have tried to be a little bit more uh, proactive about it, but I agree with you. I, I just think the uh, Joe Linton experiment has gone totally and utterly wrong. And I hope that Lee Chanley's learned that by investing in proven Premier League quality like uh, Callum Wilson, you, that is a far better return on your money than wasting and, and blowing your load in one shot on um, on Joe Linton. It hasn't worked, mate. Me and you, have, 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 we are, in the oh, Newcastle God. community, we, we have given him more time we haven't just we haven't jumped on him the, the first you know we kept saying oh he's a young lad he's come from the other side of the world give him time give him time give him this give him that and they give him the other he may be better under under a better manager mate 
There's no doubt about it. When he's sitting there playing football in uh, Brazil, I don't know which part of Brazil he's from, I'm sorry, but uh, wherever it was in Brazil when he was growing up as a kid, I'm sure he didn't think, oh, one day I really want to be coached by a shit Manchester United fucking uh, defender. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He, he's probably I'm not going to be thinking goals. that. So, uh, my, my heart does go to him. Would he be better with a better manager? Possibly, yes. But, um... <sighs> Until and, and and until the day that Steve Bruce decides to walk away, I just I think he's going to be the manager of Newcastle, unfortunately, because I think that's just the way that the, the club is. Um, just pure incompetence. Yeah, but he's he's gone off, mate. He's he's got a he's got an injury. He may be out a little while, so that further week, we'll we'll and, see it weakens our striking options. But how well. much really? That's another thing as well. Joel and Pick were not on the first half. They took the it stopped for half, but and he came back out, didn't he? And he was still hobbling about. So, why have they not made a change? Like, he's he, he looks like he stood in the fucking post office queue, mate. Every two seconds, he's holding his back. He's like, oh, oh, I'll be fucking back. Oh, I'll be fucking back. I'm like, why are, are you playing Premier League football? Are you waiting to cast your gyro? What are you doing? Give <laughs> over, get him up. I thought you could see me honestly, like, after. After 30 seconds of the second half, I'm looking at the lad and I'm thinking, you're fucked. Get him off. Pr- protect him. Uh, well, get him off. Put him in the dressing room. room. Ask him. And, and they say, oh, look, Joe, you're not you, you're not fully fit to go back out. So we'll take you off and we'll put someone else on. So if, if, if we can see that, how can a manager of 20 years not be able mm-hmm. to... It's it's beggars belief. You've wasted, you've wasted all you've done there, mate. Is you've made the injury worse, and you've wasted ten minutes where uh, by a fully fit Dwight Gale say. Might I mean, we're carrying a passenger in anyway, but how are? Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like well, an injured tool and, and is not as good as a fit one. I mean, it's not by much the quality difference, but <laughs> it's still. Oh a my word! Do you know what I mean? It's but, shocking, uh, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely fucking shocking. The thing is, though, if it was if it was Sunderland, we'd be laughing our heads off. But it's Newcastle, and we're pulling our hair out. I mean, I haven't got much to spare, mate. Um, but yeah, I, I think after we went off, because we actually started the second half relatively pretty good. Um, well, but well, after we went off, mate, it just didn't fucking work at all. Well, the problem was, mate, we stopped pressing. But after fifth, yeah. uh, when Joel Linton went off, about five minutes after, then we stopped pressing Man United. Uh, we stopped getting in their faces. We stopped trying to make something of it. And we started sitting back and sitting deeper more and more. And Steve Bruce in his press conferences, oh well, if Man you uh, sit off, if you sit off Manchester United, they're going to pick you off. So what did he decide to do after fifty minutes? Sit off and let them pick. Yeah. Uh, it's like he's trying to gift gift them the result, gift them the points. Because he's obviously a Manchester United supporter. Really look like that. Like, yeah. We'll get into that. Um, we'll get into that after we've got through the game. But the second goal, mate, again, just shite defending. No closing down. Allowing the ball to get too deep. The ball goes across. Um, goes through Jamal Lewis, who I thought had a great first half. Um, and kept Daniel James really quiet. But it goes through his legs. Embarrassing. Um, and Daniel James has the, the freedom of Manchester, but he still puts it at Darlow, and I still think Darlow should save it. If Darlow doesn't turn his back, if he keeps, if he stays straight on, he saves that with his hands. Um, but he turns his back, it goes firing past him, and uh, Man United go 2-1 up. But we don't respond well, Paul. We just no. don't. We, we sit off them and let them come forward and that, come that forward. Was it. 
So, like, like I said before, it was like an acceptance when we went 2-1 down as if they say, well, that's it, we tried. We've got a goal at least, lads. We've got a goal. Uh, they're kind of saying open... Positives, uh, positives, positives. A uh, little positive, uh, but they just gave up after that. It was just running through the motions. And then this penalty. I mean, what a load of shit, Paul. Honestly, I'm sick. I'm sick of Man United getting penalties all the bastard time, man. Uh, it's every fortnight. Um, I argue with me to support Man United. Oh, it was a penalty, though. It wasn't a penalty, though. It's just like, it's every fortnight. This isn't a penalty. Rashford clearly dives for the second, second time this season yep. against Newcastle. He dives because he knew he wasn't getting to the ball. Willock had his foot planted. He couldn't, he, he couldn't tackle him if he wanted to. His feet was planted and he dives over the foot and he gets a penalty. Whereas you look at the first half when Lascelles got elbowed in the head and that doesn't get nope. given. You look at the, you look at the difference, mate. Like, VR was brought in to sort this shit out and it's making it worse because yeah. they're not up, being... they're looking at what they want to look at mate yeah. it's not on it's not right at all you, the, the way I look at it is if we got that penalty man you didn't we could have nicked a point yesterday it could have cost one I mean if yeah. but maybe it doesn't matter now but at the same time the referees need to sort the shit out because if, if you look at that yeah if you look at that mate you're quite right we should have had a penalty in the first half if you score it it's two one. It's a different. It, it's it's a different kettle of fish going at the second half. Even if you say you know they, they've scored the other goal, it's 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 two two. It's still a point, mate. And and this is this is where I'm worried about Fulham. Fulham aren't losing too many games. Three they're drawing lots. Yeah, the the drawing uh, lots, and they're picking up points. They don't lose very often. They just draw games, and then they'll get the odd the odd win. Um. We, on the other hand, are just... Next, we just lost yeah. to Fippen Crystal Palace. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like... Well, the, 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 they are playing shit. And, yeah, they're playing shit, right? Brighton, there's another perfect example. But when they played us, we made them look like prime Barcelona. When we played Sheffield United, we made them look like prime Barcelona. And we we, we have got a habit of making other teams look really, really good. Especially um, around Yeah, uh, uh, you're totally right. Especially around us. Um, but as soon as that penalty was given, I was disgusted in it. I thought VAR's gonna look at it. You know, like, can you remember when when the red card was given during the Arsenal game, and then they rescinded it straight yeah. away because yes, there was a scream, but that that was it. I was expecting a similar situation there, and it wasn't, and I was just disgusted. But I was just like, that is just typical Newcastle look, and I thought that that's it. There, there it is, game set match. In in a in a game, I thought Manchester United never got out of first gear. I thought they were very very average. I thought was it Martial playing up top for for them? I thought he was very very ordinary. Uh, I didn't think too much uh, about Rashford. Their two central midfielders were 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 awful. I thought they looked leggy. I saw Nicky Butt shaking his head watching Man United play umpteen times, and I thought he got it pretty much right. It was terrible. It was lethargic. Uh, I thought their defence was creaky. But yet they've won us 3-1, mate, and it's another game that's gone by, and it's another game that we don't get points from, and you can talk about positives all you want. That was a sweet goal by ASM. You can talk about Miggy working so, so hard. You can talk about all the positives you want, mate, but we're not getting the fucking points, and it's no, points. Little sense of encouragement are not going to cut it at this at the business end of the season, man. Nope. What are you going to say? Oh, well, we'll beat Everton as we're going to play Rotherham at the weekend to play in the championship for the first mm -hmm. week. 
awful play that we did against Everton all, all the way back when. Uh, we'll get a win. And yeah. it's like, come off I it, man. It's like, we I need know what, mate. It's not about... It's not about little games anymore. It's all we need results to stay in this flipping league. And, and and you know what? He's bulletproof, and he knows he's bulletproof. Steve Bruce knows he's bulletproof. The owner of the club is flying around the Middle East, like I say, like doing his best uh, Judith Chalmers impression. Um, and he couldn't give a shit. And and it's come out today in the Chronicle that Newcastle is lowered down on Mike Ashley's list of priorities. It's with his solicitors. It's doing the legal stuff, and all he wants is, is is to make the sale. It needs to be higher up on on his list of priorities because all of a sudden he'll be like, how how come I'm having to fork 50, 75 million pounds? A million pound deal should be higher up on his list. It's just a total arrogance of the football club, mate. Um, Even if we don't get relegated, we deserve to get relegated because if players aren't showing fight, you've got a manager that's laughing with his mate on the flipping touchline and you've got an owner that couldn't give a shit and you've got Lee Charney who's missing in action, probably being dead. For the past flipping five months, he might as well have been given how flipping uh, you, given how inactive he's been in the job. Apparently, he talks to Steve Bruce every single day, but other than that, what's he doing? Boring having a flipping a cake and a coffee with Steve Bruce on a daily basis. Yeah. It, it, to, to, to be fair, mate, it's with the level of Steve Bruce, he probably gives him a call, but dials through the, the talking clock rather than anything else. And it's the talking clock that he's speaking to and, and not Lee Charnley. I said before, he probably furloughed himself. The club is in absolute crisis and the only people who can see it is the fans. The fans said we will be fighting for fourth bottom at, at the beginning of this season. Where are we with fourth bottom? Yet all the pundits, oh, Newcastle have nothing to worry about. Steve Bruce has talked about top 10 this season. Steve Bruce has talked about, and he up until last week, the aim is still the better the points tally of last, uh, last season. Uh, I know that the fans are, are, are feeling a little bit funny, but I, I've got a funny feeling, a funny feeling that everything's going to be okay. And it's, the thing is, you're not, he's not, you're not reading a, a bedtime story to your fucking grandkids. It, 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 there are major problems at the club. And what, what do we see from our manager as he walks off the pitch? He's laughing and joking. So me and you were almost in tears at the at, at, at full time. I've got people messaging me, distraught. We're going to get relegated. It's awful. It's when's Wilson back? All these sorts of messages, and yet he is just laughing looks like looks like he's on a lad's holiday. Just laughing, so, laughing with your mates yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not laughing watching it. It's fucking shite watching yeah. us literally turn up every week. We're twentieth out of twenty clubs on current form this year since Christmas. There's no team worse than Newcastle United. Now that should ring some alarm bells. Any at any other club, mate. It, it, God, if he was at Chelsea, he'd have been he'd have been fired after the first week. But at any other club, mate, the decision would have been made already. I thought what you said yesterday. I know a couple of people were were digging you about uh, Pearson and stuff like this. And I saw the ostrich comments and stuff like that. Hmm. But what you're saying is, who is realistically available who will come in and do a temporary job between now and the end of the season and keep us up? We are not going to, yeah, we're not going to attract a top-level manager. The, the club could get taken over, so you could be out of a job, this, that, and the other. Um, there's, 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 there's none of that going on. So you've got to look at realistic options. I felt Pearson would have been a, a cracking idea uh, because it's got to be somebody who's going to come in who's going to be cheap, who's going to be effective, who's going to get a few points on the board, a few wins, three or four wins, mate. That's how close we are. But it might as well be 100 wins away if we're not picking the right players, the right systems, 
if we're not organising and motivating and being vocal and fighting for every ball. Look at that Leicester game under Rafa Benitez when they were battling for every single second ball and any ball that, that dropped. That's what we need to see, mate. That's what yeah. we need to see. We need um, leaders, we need yeah. fighters, mate. Not, mm. not passengers and cowards. I mean, you look at Steve Bruce after a full time, laughing and giggling with his mate, Ollie. Like, it, Ollie the it, wheel. it's a kick. It's a kick in the balls, mate. It really is. Mm. When you when it's another defeat, it's it's two wins in 16 games. We're bottom of the form league since Christmas. We're, we're spiralling towards another relegation. Three and 11 years, and you've got the manager laughing on the touchline. Like, who won It sends the wrong message. Is. Like, I, I, I can take a loss to Manchester United, mate. Hell, we've won one in 50 years at Old Trafford. I can take a loss at Old Trafford, believe me. But what I won't take, mate, is one manager not giving a shit like that. And the thing is, the amount of pictures that we, that we could get of him picking his face on the touchline, having standing about twenty yards away from where Steve Jones is, the Steve Jones look of death from last week towards Steve Bruce when he was bringing Andy Carroll on. He just Gra- Graham Jones before people start correcting you, mate. Yeah, I mean you know, <laughs> that one, but you, like, you know what I mean? you know what I mean. But it's it's just yeah. like it's so frustrating. And then you've got and then you've got interviews where he's saying. Um, Oh, I'm encouraged, and I'm all this, and he's smiling and he's laughing after defeats and after after losses. What did I say? And even what, what Jones did I say? Hey, Steve. Steve. It's Steve. It's, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, he's, if he tried getting the into Bruce's good book to change his name. Like I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Steve but, Jones. Steve Jones. I used to work with somebody called Steve Jones. Steve, if you're listening, oi oi, happy day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my first job was working with Steve Jones. I was working in the accounts department, uh, but I do digress. Um, yeah, that the club mate is on a total negative um, downward slope towards relegation, and the person at, at the head of the uh, who's got the hands on the controls is laughing as, as as we go down. And the thing is, sometimes you've got to, you've got to sup it up and 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 feel the. Um, the gravity of the situation and feel the, the fans as pain. Uh, yeah, and, and and he doesn't. You can dress yourself up in a wolf in sheep's clothing all you want and pretend that you're a Newcastle supporter and pretend that you care about what is happening to this football club. He couldn't give a fuck whether we stay up or go down. He will get paid no matter what. If we go down, heck, if the takeover doesn't go through, he'll probably still be in a job and we'll be lining up with Steve Bruce in charge next season as he, as he does shit in the championship to the point where we can't make it up uh, and, and then we won't get promoted next time round. The alarm bells need to ring at that football club. We are conceding so goals all, all the time, mate. We're shipping twos and threes and this sort of thing all the time. We're, we're struggling. We're getting the odd goal here and there. We're missing influential players. It's great news about Javier Manquillo. He is not too far away from making a return. It's Thanks a sprained ankle rather than anything else. So if Isaac Hayden does have to deputise at right back, hopefully it won't be for too long, but it's some very encouraging signs seeing him. Callum Wilson stepped his recovery up today. That's uh, some decent news. We need Wilson back and we need Mankeo back like yesterday. I mean, Fabian well, Shares are probably out for the season, mate. I'm, yeah. I can't imagine him coming back. I really, really can't. But we've got other, other options there. But we need the aforementioned two players back. But I'm just disgusted. Uh, p- 
people were saying to me, do you think you'll be sacked if we lose against Manchester United? And my honest reply was, was no, it turned out to be, to be the case. I think if we lose against Wolves, I still think he'll be manager. Uh, because they they just see it that we need a, a couple more wins. Next two, if we lose one next two, Steve Bruce will be sacked, like my Steve McLaren was sacked. But other than that, I just don't see it happening. Another thing that really annoys annoys us as well. <coughs> he's starting to say in his press conferences, mate, the seven or eight teams looking over the shoulder, like it's kind of he kind of just summarizes a, a bunch of teams that are less than ten points away from the bottom three to kind of generalize it. So it's like. So it's like it kind of justifies where we are. It's like it's like the, the total the pressure off him, doesn't it? It, it? It's like oh well, there's other teams there. Also, talking for Newcastle to be in the situation where not every team's bottom of the form table. Not every team have won only two games in sixteen. And even then, Paul, even then, you could argue an argument could be made on this very flipping podcast that the wins weren't even his because Graham Jones, Graham Jones came in and made and changed the system. He he, put, yeah. he made he made it a diamond system in midfield. Yet if you ask Steve Bruce what a flipping diamond is, he probably draw a square. Yeah, you know I have you tell you what, he won't be buying Mrs. Bruce many diamonds. That's for sure. And if he's relying on his win bonus, fucking hell, absolutely shocking me. But the, but the, the 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 game's gone. It's it's another defeat, and and we roll into what now are, are huge, huge, huge games. You know, I, I think Fulham's. Fixtures coming up. I think they've got Palace coming up at the weekend, and they've got a run of some difficult games like we've just had. We this game against Wolves. Wolves aren't any mugs. Let's let's just say they've got some good, good, good players. Um, but we are desperate for the points. This is a make or break ninety, as Mick Laws would have used to used to have said. We need this has to be one of our four wins. If we lose, in my book. In my book, you're making it virtually impossible to stay up. We've got some difficult games left, and we've got that Fulham game as the last game of the season, which will now be in front of supporters. There will be fans in that stadium, and most likely it's going to be Fulham supporters. So it's going to be a very raucous crowd. If if there's anything to hold on to on that game, on the last game of the season, you can look for Fulham getting the three points because... Any team who hasn't had the supporters for ages but then gets a sizable chunk of that crowd back is going to get a lift psychologically. We need, by that game, to be safe. I if mean, we go in into that game in danger, mate, we're fucked. And my only other hope is I look at Brighton and I watch some of Brighton and they are playing shit. Um, could it be that Fulham stay up, Newcastle stay up, but Brighton perhaps are the ones down? Well, again, it comes up to a very, very crucial game that's coming up shortly. We've got to beat Brighton. We've got to beat West oh, Brom. That's it. I've, getting the, I've got the fixtures up now. And the next four games for both sets of teams are flipping huge, mate. Like, you look at it, mate, right? And Fulham's next. Fulham's next four are uh, Crystal Palace away, Tottenham at home, uh, Liverpool away, and Man City away, and then Leeds at home, and then Villa away. You, you know what I mean? So, like, there's tough games there for Fulham. Whereas you look at our next six, we've got Wolves, West Brom, Aston Villa, Brighton, Tottenham at home, and Burnley away. Like, out the next, you know, there's there's winnable games there for Newcastle. So, if we're looking at, at the end of them six games, mate, and we're in, we're in the bottom three as we'll go to play West Ham, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, Leicester, Man City, we're going to be up yeah, shit. Yeah, you can forget, you can forget about it, mate. 
games against Sheffield and in, in Fulham. It won't even come down to me because we'll already be gone. Yeah. Uh, and Steve Bruce will be laughing and picking his face and saying, Oh, well, you know, we'll rub with sleeves up in the we'll roll with sleeves up in the championship and that. like no. It, it needs no, I don't, to, don't hear it. The worst don't ma- hear it. I mean, I put a stat up last night. Out from 25 games, Steve Bruce has one more point than Steve McLaren did at this point last season. And they sacked him two weeks after that. Um, so for me, mate, Steve Bruce has got to go. We've been saying this all season, uh, for the most part, all season, because we're seeing the writing on the wall. We knew what was coming. We're laughed at it's by... Just a, it's just press. a shame, mate. Yeah, it's a shame Lee Charlie can't fucking see it. That's what it's a shame. Because... Yeah. He's the only one who can't see to, to, to see the absolute obvious and to see the mess that we are tru- truly, truly in. You're totally right. If we if we don't get, we need at least, I would say, four wins. If we can get four wins, that might be, that might, and I'm talking might be enough. We might need five. But Wolves at home is huge just to take some of the pressure off. And then we're going into the likes of West Brom and stuff. They are a team. They are a dead dead man walking. They are they are down. So if we can't go there and get some, get three points, where else are we going to go and get three points? Uh, Big Sam though will love to bloody our nose. There's no doubt about it. Are you looking at that game, thinking that's that's three points for West Brom. Do you know what I mean? And it'll give yeah. them hope if if they beat us, because we're seven yeah, well, currently. So you know. The, the thing is, at the moment, the way that we are playing, every team wants to play us. And the annoying thing is, you could argue, say, during Man United, we, we might have played decent for 50 minutes, right? But And, and you'll you'll hear Steve Bruce come out, well, we played well for 15 minutes. Somebody needs to tell him that football is for 90 minutes plus stoppage time. You've got to well, play well for you. Learning, we've got to give him a little bit of credit because he's only just learned a couple of weeks ago. It's about an accumulation of points in the table at the end of the season. Oh, where you're at the end of it. I mean, whoo! I don't know how he's. I don't know how he's picked that one up. I, I was completely bewildered when I heard that news, Steve. So he was a rocket science. One thing at a time, Paul. You, you're pushing him a bit too much, asking him to learn such things as that. Do you know what I mean? It's just, just I'm, I'm just so 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 maddened because he comes out. And the thing is, I put up. Uh, I used to ridicule uh, Alan Pardew for Alan Pardew excuse bingo. But this Pepper, man is the. Bruce. Oh, he, yeah, he hasn't. He's, he, this man is the Jedi Master. And I put down. Oh, I wonder what excuses he's going to talk about. I wonder what positives he's going to say. You can predict the same shit, and, and the players must be the same. He comes out with the same shit week in, week out, all of the time. And as a as a player, you must be thinking, oh. God, he's going to say the same, the same meaningless shit. There's no micromanagement. There's there's no forward planning. There's no detailed plan of how to uh, exploit the opposition and, and and this that and the other. There's no way that you think. Well, you, you're never going to play well for ninety minutes. But if you're only going to play well for half of the time, and turn up for half of the time, like we've done again against Manchester United, you just know in the Premier League you, you, you're going to be punished. You, you're going to be exploited. And, and 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 like you said a couple of times, I don't take away from the fact that you're playing Manchester United away, but there's no advantage, there's no home and away advantage at the moment because with no fans in, it's it's just not the same. It, it's it's not the same. So there's not that fear factor that that goes there. Um, but 
you're worried because of the lack of commitment, desire, blood, sweat, tears. There's no look of desperation. They're not scrapping for every ball. Um, we're struggling for goals. We're struggling for strikers. Callum, um, Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser came on and I, I thought that it, it just didn't work. It, it, it didn't look fit, infused, motivated. We're playing without a striker. You wait till we go 3-1 down before you bring Dwight Gale on. Um, how does how does he feel when a midfielder's being brought on for a striker? There's no striker on the pitch. I just I just don't I don't get it. And and what Steve Bruce says and what he does with team selections, I've always wanted Dwight Gale, but then never play him. Um, but then he talks about the fact that we're going to have no money for next season. Um, <laughs> but then we've got loads of players who are out of who are out of contract. And and those other players, some of them others, they're not getting they're not getting chances, mate. So why would they hang around? If you're Matty Longstaff, if you're Sean Longstaff, if you're Dwight Gale, if you're Matt Ritchie, why would you hang around at St James's Park playing for a manager like Steve Bruce who doesn't rate you? And if Steve Bruce doesn't rate you, fuck me, you must feel really bad about yourself. It's not going to help your confidence. You you what you need to do is make these players feel like they're ten foot tall when they're walking out on that pitch that they are the big I am, that they can do it, that you do believe in them. They've proved recently that they can play some more front foot football, but the manager has to back in and believe them and keep playing the system and and, and, and not being yeah and not being chicken shit. So play Dwight Gale up top. L- let's see him playing up top with, with Andy Carroll. Perhaps you're going to have to change some of the shape. I talked about the fact that Callum Wilson likes to pull right to leave space for Miggy, but that uh, Dwight Gale can't do that and he relies more on crosses so you've got to change slightly to be able to get the best out of Dwight Gale Bruce you've got you've got to be brave you've got to be brave you've got to be bold you've got to be a leader you've got to be decisive you've got to uh, stop with, with the same old tired stuff at the press conferences bitching at, at, at the, the journalists being so distant from your coaching team and, and, and players and stuff as well that, that has to stop because if you don't my, my words, we, we are heading towards the championship unless something changes. So whether that's a, that's whether that's a takeover, whether that's a arbitration and that gives the players a little bit of a lift, whether that's a new manager coming in. There was talk about Rafa, which I thought straight away was just paper talk and stuff like that. But you don't know whether the buying side, if it is progressing, is sounding people out. Is the smoke without fire? I don't know who to believe because there's so many... One person says this on the Times. Yes, they've spoken to him, and then Lee Ryder comes out and says, "No, he hasn't." Um, and there's just there's just too much shit. But he's just got to concentrate on getting goals out of this uh, team and getting performances because we've got some talented footballers. But the the time for excuses, the time for Jamal Lascelles to come out and. You know, he, he, he coming out before the match. It's a big game for us. We've got, we 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 owe one of these big that uh, one of these big teams um, a, a showing and this that and the other. Come on, come on, Jamal. Let come on, lads. Let's see some action on the pitch. Let's but see leader, some performances that gives us a bit of hope. Stand up. Yeah. The leaders need to stand up, mate. That's that's the top and bottom of it. They've got to, they've got to show the fight that they did against Southampton. All those uh, all yeah. those. Weeks. Or, do you know what I mean? That if we show that kind of fight, 
then I'll join Steve Bruce and saying that I, I, I've got no problems about where we are in terms of uh, form and stuff. Because we're sure that kind of fight may will stay up. But if we play like we'll have most of the season, by most I mean 90, 97% of the season, we're, we're not good. We'll shit creep for a problem, mate. Um, and I'm really worried for the for the state of this football club. I mean, just to just to uh, summarise and then and then leave leave it there for the night. It's just like I really worry because at the end of the day, I've seen we'll play better and get relegated, mate. To be honest, I've seen we'll have better managers than we'll get relegated. Do you know what I mean? And like, I, like you might say, well, who were the better managers? The better managers were Steve McLaren and Alan Shearer. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, there's not much experience there, or there's not much quality there in terms of management but they're still better managers than steve bruce you mean you you hear all these rumors mate of how he's fell out with one player he's fell out with another i mean the past couple of months we've heard he's fell out with um dubravka he's fell out with dwight gale he's fell out with uh, the both both of the long staffs he's fell out with flipping everybody in the cut mate honestly like this is not how a manager runs a football team and especially if the stuff with sean are true you know um blaming him for the Sheffield United loss. Yeah, after the game finished against Sheffield United, he was saying, oh, I take full responsibility, but he's blaming Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Even if that isn't true, you know, why are things being said like that? Why is there a mole within the club spouting shit? It's a negative vibe, mate, whatever whatever way you want to look at it. You know, there's a negative vibe that's got it yeah. in Steve Bruce, and there's a reason for that, mate, is because there's someone in the club, if there is a mole that causing problems, they know, as well as we do, He's like it and what he's capable of, and he's capable of relegating Newcastle United, mate. Need, needs needs to be rooted out, mate. But top bottom of it is these next four these next four games are critical. They are crucial. We need mm. a lot of wins out of these next four, mate. I don't know if we're capable of it. I'll be honest, mate. I think we need at least eight points. To be honest, eight points. Try and get that gap back to at least seven. Because yeah. after if if Steve Bruce only picks up four points. And he's sacked, right? A new manager would come in and he's got to play all the big teams. So you give you give him no chance to stay up. You give him no chance whatsoever, Paul. Up shit creek without a paddle wouldn't even cover it. Mm. Um we've got a chance now to make a change. I, I suggested Nigel Pearson uh, to the end of the season. There's a couple of people saying replacing absolute shit with shit, uh, which is uh, I mean, you can say what you want, but Nigel Pearson keeps teams up. Leicester were far gone. He kept them up. He had two games left in the season to save Watford. He got sacked off Watford for some reason, which was bizarre. But it, there was a chance he might have kept them up as well. But he's got, it, there were 14 points adrift, mate, when he took over at Watford. So you've, got, you've got to look at the circumstances and cu cut our cloth accordingly, mate. But um, He was 17 yeah. when he got sacked. And like I think if he can come in here like you did at Watford, we'll get a little bit of a boost from him. The first couple of games he won at Watford, we could do the same. And and then go to the end of the season, allow arbitration to happen, allow a couple of things to happen here or there, you know, where it could lead to a takeover, and then you rebuild the new owners can rebuild. Do you know what I mean? But it, Steve, it doesn't it doesn't take much, mate. Look look at Villa. Look at Villa last season. Look at West Ham last season. Look at the disarray those clubs were both in last season. Villa only only survived because of a uh, VAR fluke, a, a mechanical issue, kept them up. An absolute uh, one in a million fluke kept them up. Look at them now. 
Leeds, they've been down in the doldrums. Got the, they get the right person in, and you know they're doing much much better than us. So things can quickly 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 turn around, but we need we need to be making uh, here now while the sun is shining because there's dark clouds ahead, mate. No doubt about it. So not a good way to end it, mate. But um, no, another negative podcast. Another no, one. them. We hate the, We hate the negative podcasts. I mean the the positive ones. We're kind of wait to do. And it's just usually sometimes we we even wait as long as we can to do these ones. It's like it's nothing against listeners or anything like that. Obviously, we'll we enjoy doing the podcasts and appreciate supporting that. But it's just trying to stretch the vocabulary as far as we can to saying the same stuff about Steve Bruce because the problems are there and we've spoke about them in depth. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's, it's same, it, same it's, shit, same shit all the time. Because it's 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 hard to see when how bad we're playing, and then you've got your manager smiling at the flipping opposing manager who's just beat him uh, about the match, and it's just like take that private, just say, "Oh look, mate, I've just been beat." I can't be seen smiling on camera. A little bit of common sense required, but he doesn't have. He just no. doesn't. He's not asked about what people think of him, but yet he'll paint the narrative of um, people sending him letters, people sending him threats. Like, which is it? Like, I don't know. It, to me, he's just a walk and PR machine. Like in a lot of ways, there's a lot of a lot of times you just spout shit and uh, PR from other companies. I love him, um, but in press conferences, he's never had. He never says anything positive, mate. It's just, oh well, you know, no. if, if we win, no. In fact, win never is mentioned. It's a banned word. It's just hope and um, roll the sleeves up and try and see if we can do something. He needs he needs to have a look at it because if if he cared he'd be looking at trying to do different things and or things in a different way to get different results. I always go back to the Keegan thing when he talked about it was getting promoted and he banned words like consolidation. He banned words against like big clubs and so he banned a whole load of words and phrases at the club. And that's because he doesn't want. He said, "I don't want to think like a loser because if I think like a loser, the players are going to think like a loser." And then we're going to perform like losers. So it's a different mentality, mate, that needs to be switched on. But make no doubt about it, mate. Wolves is a make or break ninety. Simple as that. I hope, honestly, mate. I hope when we um get make make this podcast on the Sunday because I think it's a Saturday, get a Saturday yeah. night game, isn't it? Um, actually, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I'll check. I'll check the kickoff because I've got the tab open. Um, we play Wolves. Uh, Saturday, eight o'clock kickoff. So, but Sunday when we do the podcast, uh, yeah. hopefully Sunday when we're rolling to do the podcast, mate. It's a positive one. We're winning. We're, we're winning, and we'll have. We'll probably wait till the Fulham result. We'll start recording and stuff. So we're not. We've got a scope of things. But um, yeah, you look at it, and I just, I, just fingers crossed. We're we're going into next weekend, and we're six points away from the drop. Because mm-hmm. going into them three games, there'll be a lot of confidence because there'll be a gap. There'll be a few favourable teams to play against, and Fulham will have all the shit that they've got to play against. They've got to play the best teams in the league. Do you know uh, what I mean? At end couple, of the day, more negative, uh, so positive yeah. as well. It, it it was said that if Fulham were going to do it, they had to do it over these next few games because if they hadn't have beaten the teams who they are, uh, have just played and defeated recently, then they would never do it. The time for them was now because their fixture list, the way that it's gone. If they'd have blown this chance, they wouldn't have got another chance to get caught up those 10 points. They've had an easy run of fixtures. They've got the, the gap right down to where it's within striking distance. Three points, bearing in mind the last game of the season, 
is a danger. So they've got it down now. They've done their side of it. Now Steve Bruce needs to do his side, mate. End of. Yeah. End of. We need three points from this Wolves game, and that'll be a big step towards getting things uh, sorted. And let's hope it's a positive uh, podcast on the next one, mate. Fingers crossed, mate. And I think that's where I think that's where we'll leave it for this week, mate. But hopefully, I, I pray it's a positive one. The next one, mate. I really. Yeah. Do. We're all desperate. All we want, we, we don't want to see Steve Bruce fail this, that, and the event. We want three points for the for the club. That is it. Three Simple. points, and then it'll give we're good uh, a good way to keep striking on and keep fighting uh, for the for with the three games proceeding. I know Wolves ain't an easy game. Don't get us wrong, they played Waffle Park a couple of months ago and I don't think they've lost to us since they've been promoted. So it is going to be a hard one for us. But uh, compared to who we've been playing against, mate, this is a winnable game. So if we get beat against Wolves, I can say it going beyond the way it has been with Toxic, yeah. mate. I really well, we, 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 could drop, we could drop into the bottom three and then maybe at that point Mike Ashley wakes up. Let's hope so. Well, that's it, isn't it, mate? Like you probably see eighteen from that red gap, and you'd be thinking, "Oh shit!" So, if we get beat, there might be a, a case of, "All oh, right, okay, we're in the bottom three. I might actually need to do something." But yeah. hey ho, mate! It's a, it's a make or break ninety, as you said before. But uh, we'll love you and leave you on this one, and uh, pray Sunday is a positive one. But uh, until then, we'll see you on the next one. Catch you there.